With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Talk about people that you don't know. You jack, 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 jack all the time. You hear so hard, you won't pay me no mind. Talk to the baby, talk all the time. Talk, talk, talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Liver Birds. We're right towards the end of December 2018, and I'm delighted to say that Liverpool are top of the league. Um, I welcome back two of our old friends for a delightful chat about the past month and what's probably coming up in the future. Um, so welcome back, Molly and Randy. How are you, ladies? Hiya. Very good. Hiya. <laughs> very good, thank you. Uh, yes, and uh, we wish a very Merry Christmas to all of our, all of our dear listeners. Um, whether you celebrate or if you're just taking time off with family or whatever, I hope you've had a great uh, time over the festive period. So let's uh, kick off with uh, a bit of an amazing December, really. Um, Molly, welcome, welcome back from the Middle East yourself. Um, eight, eight played, eight won. What would you like to say? Well, I picked a good four games to go to, I think, from the whole of the year. <laughs> I managed, I was just, I was back about a day before the United game. Um, so I've been United, Wolves, Newcastle and Arsenal. The Arsenal would have been my last game. Um, so yeah, a good, a good, I had quite a good run. Um, I think you've had an yeah, excellent been... run, may I say. <laughs> yeah. I think I need to stay. Um, yes, please. I agree. <laughs> Don't go. Um, but no, it's been, it's almost been like quite unbelievable. Like it's kind of quite, you're kind of almost waiting for something bad to happen because it kind of doesn't really feel realistic to me. I don't know if that's like I'm trying. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not being um, miserable about it or trying to find fault with things. But it, it does just feel so unbelievable at the moment to be a Liverpool fan. Um, and you know, there was there's not really been anything fluky. I don't think you know this isn't just every team we've played has had a bad game against us. We've been brilliant. And it's it's incredible at the moment. It is. Um, I suppose the the one thing I might I might suggest in there that was may have been vaguely fluky, or uh, <laughs> maybe just just the arms weren't quite long enough. Um, was the game that kicked off um, this run in December, which was the derby against Everton. <laughs> um, 
So I don't know whether that whether you would say that was fluky or not, or it was just poor decision making by um, a good old Jordan Pickford. Um, but but that notwithstanding, um, I, I do I do find it quite astonishing, um, kind of where we've got to, you know, having played everybody once. I mean. You know, Randy, what what do you make of it? Because I, I you know, there there were points uh, yesterday. Um, so we're we're recording this a day after the Arsenal game, but there were points yesterday where I was almost laughing to myself um, <laughs> in my seat at Anfield um, <laughs> about you know where where this was at, going to put us, and this was obviously after we'd heard the early results in terms terms of you know wolves turning over spurs um and which was complete well i say completely unexpected i thought wolves would put up a good performance i didn't necessarily expect them to to beat spurs i thought they might get a, i thought they might get a draw um but but yes i i, I guess to, to molly's point in terms of how it feels to be a liverpool fan at the moment it feels absolutely great it feels, uh, but it is a bit like I do follow you, Molly, because it is like we're not used to it being this great for so long at the time. Uh, but the Everton game, I think that was a bit of um, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't sort of beat them loads. But watching the game, it was like it was just in the air. Something had to happen because when you're playing as well as we are now, because we are now not just affluent, very good, and very exciting attacking team we have a controlled midfield and we have a defense so that you really really trust then you're just sitting there waiting for something to happen because we just can't lose at the moment definitely <laughs> we can't lose and playing nil nil against Everton it was like it just had to happen and this team looks a bit now like I used to hate United for when they were winning mm. year after year they were always lucky well you're not lucky you see it's just something that comes with being consistent, I think. So that was so much fun, uh, what happened against Everton. And I've got that one down as one of my three best happenings for this um, season so far. And I also think, <laughs> but I also think that the Napoli game and um, it was a very different showing of our Liverpool that was not there at all last year, for instance. But this year, we can play teams bad we can we can make they look bad we can slow them down they can control the game we have a spine that does their job which means mm. it is almost impossible to break us down and i think napoli is one of the best teams we've played so far so and and of course on top of that the icing of the cake as you said uh, molly's back in the first game you sit down and watches Man United under Mourinho, and they look so shite. They absolutely look like they don't know what they're doing, and they don't want to be there, and they suddenly can't, you know, pass the ball. And we use that opportunity to just make them look silly. I'm a bit disappointed we let in the goal, actually, but except from that, that is uh, my three uh, biggest experience, you know, happiest experiences <laughs> this uh, season so far. I think that um, 
I think there's a, a, a couple of really good points in there, particularly around the, the consistency piece. And, you know, does, you know, being that consistent, does that generate its own luck in inverted commas um, in terms of, in terms of, you know, being, you know, being on the right side of more decisions than the wrong. Um, but the other, the other bit is if you, when you mentioned the Napoli game, I think, I think what we're seeing and what we saw earlier in the season is because we haven't been, we talked about it, we haven't been that swashbuckling, you know, Liverpool of previous seasons in the same way. But I think what you're seeing is a maturity of the team and our ability to uh, to win games in a variety of different ways. Naturally exactly. being a, a brilliant case in point of we needed a 1-0 win or we needed to win by two clear goals we got the goal and it was a pretty controlled performance you know with you know with that uh, great save by Allison right right at the end but but you know we we did that the, the thing about the the Arsenal game I guess and I've, I've sort of talked about this a little bit with a couple of people over the last day or so is it, I didn't realise there was something that came up on social media that said uh, the last time we went behind at Anfield was literally almost a year to the day. It was like 364 days before when we played Leicester. And <laughs> it was, it was, it felt like, and Molly, you, you were there. So tell, tell me whether you got this, the same sense I did. It was this, this kind of roar came up, even, as the Arsenal fans were celebrating um, going ahead. And it felt like you had the temerity to score against us. Yeah. You want, you want to see scoring? We'll show you scoring. And then we just kind of, it was almost like it flicked a switch for us or something. I don't know. It was very... It was very odd, and there was a, there was that kind of incredible Hulk bit to it. It was sort of, don't make them angry. You won't like them when they're angry. Um, <laughs> element to it. I don't know that that was the thing that that sort of I I I got a sense of um, after after Arsenal had taken the lead. I, I don't know, Molly. Did you, am I talking nonsense? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not at all. I think there was a lot of. Um... And I think this is going to continue um, through to whatever conclusion we have at the end of the season, where it's we've really got to turn up, and we've got to turn up as fans and as players. There's a lot of stuff on social media, you know, get the ground early, let's welcome them in, let's let you know Arsenal know where they've come, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, like you say, when they scored, it was like, no, but that's not why we came. We came to see <laughs> Liverpool win. And that's what's going to happen now. So there was like this. There wasn't even like a like a groan. It was a, just a almost. No, this isn't how this game's going to go. Yeah, um, it, was, it was strange. It, it was bizarre because I don't really think anybody panicked. No, I didn't panic. I didn't panic. It was. It there was, was just there a weird strange. sense of almost. We knew what was going to happen next. Yeah, 
Yeah, because you know normally, uh, well, say normally, it's, it's been a year, <laughs> but, but when we used to go behind before, um, you, you know, you'd get the kind of grumbling and whatever, and that's, oh, what's going to happen? There, there is a, <laughs> there's a sense of, of, at the moment anyway, and, and you know things can change quickly, but there is a sense of inevitability at the moment that, well, that's fine. We're we're gonna beat you anyway. We'll just we'll just work out how we're gonna do it. Um, and that's that's a very that is a very strange place to be at the moment, is to just feel calm and confident regardless of of what the situation in the game is. Um, and and I saw one of the other things I saw, which I did find quite amusing. There was somebody doing. Uh, some Arsenal fan, and you, if you've been on social media, you may, may well have seen somebody called Fring Pong or something who's doing this sort of uh, speech to the to the Arsenal team. I mean, not to the actual team, but he's doing it on social media going, you know, remember this, we're the Invincibles, we're this, we're yeah. that, we're that, blah, 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 uh, which, is, which is very funny, particularly in the aftermath. Um, but there was, there was a bit of that which was, you know, they – and I'm not suggesting, by the way, that we will go the whole season unbeaten, but there was this thing around, you can't be the Invincibles, we're the Invincibles. Mm. Ars- you know, people go, well, no, Arsenal are going to come up and they're, they're going to show them and whatever. And we kind of swatted them aside. There was a sort of um, contempt is the wrong word, but there was just such a level of confidence in our mm. ability to... <clears throat> just deal with it was it was a little bit it was a little um i don't know i like i said i'm i'm sort of i'm not being very articulate at the moment because i'm a little bit <laughs> astonished by yeah, but that's it where we, we currently are but i think that is it um, especially because we're not particularly used to this we are used to whenever even if we've had a good run of good games we have never been as consistent in the way that oozes confidence and security and and togetherness and you know generosity as well i mean sometimes last year i thought well you know salah is only trying to get his top scorer goals uh and now it's long time since Mane had a goal it looked like he wanted to have more goals it was like they were not playing together and yesterday was this lovely example of the opposite it when Salah takes the ball and gives it to Bobby so he can get his hat-trick and the way they look when they're together now even though if they're one nil down it's like well just do our thing you know it is such a good thing to see and did you see that Klopper went out in an interview afterwards and said he almost cried when Salah gave that ball to Bobby and it's like <laughs> yes it's they're all so I don't know. It's like they're in love or something, and I can deal with that. I can, ha- I can handle it. I think that's fine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's um, it is a, it's been a, it's been a lovely, lovely December for a variety of reasons. But, but bearing in mind, you know, it's not, it's not like we've had cannon fodder turn up, regardless of, of, you know what what people sort of say well you know you're expected to win this game that game um if i if i think about the man united game the man united fans i know were saying to me that if you 
if you can't beat us now, you will never beat us <laughs> because we're absolutely shocking, right? But Jose Mourinho has also made a career of being the spoiler. So you never take anything for granted against the United side when they come to Anfield mm. and you expect them to turn up and you expect them to, to put in a performance. And if anything, that was probably one of the weirdest ones for me because they were so bad. Yeah. I, I genuinely <clears throat> didn't expect to see that bad a performance from, from a, a, a Man United side at Anfield. And actually... When I when when I thought about it, because people were going, oh, you know, what, you worried about the the United game, and I said, I'm not worried. I said, I I hate games against United because it means so much, so it's not an enjoyable mm. experience. I said, but actually, the game I'm worried about is Wolves. Yeah, I said, I said because I because I expected them to actually give us a harder game, um, and and to your earlier point, uh, Randy, I I I was gutted. That they sacked Mourinho on the back yeah. of it. I want. Because I wanted him to at now. least, at least stay until the end of the season, or at least exactly. the end of the January transfer window. But, um, but yeah, you can't, you can't have everything. Um, so no, it, it's it's been, it's been the nature of the the different types of wins that we've that we've got. You know, we've played we've played United, we've played the, the Derby against Everton, we've played Arsenal, we've played Napoli in the Champions League, played Wolves, we played Burnley, you know, we lost we lost three defenders in a week. And it's that thing, it's it's nothing appears to have thrown us off course thus far. It's been, you know, we've just kind of just carried on sailing and that's the bit which I guess is is freaking me out I, I, you know as a Liverpool fan I, I there is this little part of me waiting for the other shoe to drop <laughs> when, when's it gonna go bad because it's been good for a really really long time now and I am trying to get myself out of that mindset um but it's difficult because you're scarred by the 13-14 season. You're scarred by the 08-09 season. You know, you're, I'm, I'm also scarred by the, you know, the 96-97 season. Well, we were, you know, we were probably one of the most attacking sides. But again, we had this fragility to us. So um, Randy mentioned her, her bits earlier. And it, you don't have to restrict it to December, by the way, Molly. But um, what... For you, what have been your kind of highlights um, so far of the first half of the season? Because um, I and I think you know there are many to choose from. I would suggest from going twenty <laughs> games unbeaten, <laughs> if nothing else. I think I really did like yesterday, and I know it's obviously still kind of fresh in your mind. But I think that was the game people were kind of expecting this run to come to an end. Not just Arsenal fans, but I think there was a little bit of, right, we've played a rubbish United. You've got fluky goal against Everton. You just mm -hmm. made it through the Champions League. I think, you know, looking at it from a really negative perspective. Yeah. It, I think that people thought this would be the game that really said whether we were going for the title 
especially with the build up to it. And so, like, to kind of be at this point in the season, I think is uh, like we we didn't even kind of just win it either yesterday. We absolutely destroyed them. Um, and so, kind of this point now, it I think has probably been the highlight for me so far. And like Randy said as well. Like you know, trying not to repeat it, but the unity within the team, um, like giving the goal, um, giving the ball to Bobby, um, kind of Mo is smiling again, <laughs> which is nice because yeah. I think he did look a bit, and he, he had a lot going on. You know, if you if you read the papers and things, a lot going on with the Egyptian FA and stuff. Not necessarily stuff going on in Liverpool, but no kind of to see him so happy and smiley and um you know kind of the the jokes that are clearly being put on kind of things like instagram and Mm. um clearly kind of a lot of unity a lot of banter within the team um and so at this point i think you know (laughs) so far i think to be so so many points ahead and to have overcome quite a few challenges on the way I think at this point has got to be the the highlight of the season uh, for me Uh, and I think if you look at kind of obviously Van Dyke coming in and Alisson coming in I think that is really I know we've talked about this before but that's so massively settled everybody down and I think that unity that we're seeing within the team must come from like a massive level of trust now mm-hmm. like there's no flapping there's no floundering you know the midfields can go away and do their job because they know Van Dyke's behind them and they know Allison is behind him and I think um that level of kind of trust you know maybe you know they're not having to kind of track back as much and not having to to um rely on kind of your Hendersons and Milners to uh, get back and help the defence. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's necessary, but I think there is that kind of trust within the team of people who are there uh, and able to not just do their job, but do their job really well. And I think you're seeing that the cogs, that everything's just running more smoothly now. Yeah, the the uh, there is a definite... Um, really brilliant team dynamic going on at the moment. I mean, one of my uh, one of my favourite things I think through throughout the season has been um, the the social media bromance uh, between <laughs> Lovren and Salah, and um, and it just it really made me giggle when um, after Fabino scored his first goal, um, and there was a picture of him and Salah. Uh, celebrating and Lovren yeah. like, in the background <laughs> looking really pissed off it's just like why why are you playing with my mate I, and then there's a thing on Insta or whatever it was where it's Salah going don't worry you're still my best friend yeah and you're just thinking do you know what it's really it's funny but it's really sweet as well and um and the, and it's those it's those sort of little things um Milner on so on social media is is just gets more hilarious by the day. To be honest, I mean, the, I think I think after the game yesterday, he put on um, 
you know, the, 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 the classic, he said the best hat trick um, for Bobby Firmino, um, right foot, left foot, no look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just these, these little bits of bobs like that. And it does, you know, winning breeds confidence and confidence breeds winning. And, and all of those things I think are, are true. Um, but, like I said, it's it's been almost seamless, and I know that there's a massive amount of hard work that goes on in the background to this, but that's what it feels like when they're on when they're on the pitch, um, and that's a that it is a it is a great place to be. I have to say, it is a great place to be. Um, so we have got to twenty games played, seventeen wins, three draws. Um, 54 points a plus 40 goal difference and a seven point lead at the top of the table which you know when you just roll it off it doesn't sound as bonkers as it actually is um our next game is away at the etihad yeah um and uh, i mean let's face it we we thought we were doing well before we came into this Christmas run. Nobody expected City to lose two games in a row, back to back. Um, and nor did we expect Tottenham to necessarily drop some of the points that they've dropped. So for that game on Thursday, a uh, cu- couple of questions. Um, what do you expect the, the team to be? And what do you think? I mean, I know we don't generally do predictions, but um, do you think we're going to win, lose, or draw? Just a just a very quick straw poll. Um, Molly, let's start with you. I think the team will probably be very similar to to what played yesterday, and I think with some of the guys that he took off were maybe a little bit unexpected and I think that was probably too rest them because obviously we've got, got such a huge game coming up as well. Um, I don't know. I don't think we'll lose. I think there is... We're kind of in the unusual position mm. of not needing the win. Obviously, it it would be huge if we did it like that. I mean, that would be incredible and such a boost. But, you know, I think City are in a position where really they absolutely have to win. And if they come at us with the kind of solidity or the, the, the more solidity that we have in defence and the ability that we have on the break, I think, touch wood, that puts us in a better position than City. Though saying that, they mm. are arguably the best in the league. So, you know, I'm not counting my chickens, as it, as it, as it were, but I think going into it, we're, we're, in, the, we're in a better position. Um, and... If they play, as I say, if they, if they go for it, like I've already said, I, I think that puts us in a better position. Um, but it would surprise me if there were any changes to the team as well. 
as okay. to, to what started yesterday. Randy, what do you uh, Well, I completely agree with uh, Molly there, but I think he would uh, have uh, at least one change to the team, and that would be Hendo or Milner instead of Shaq in the midfield. Uh, GD and Fabinho is lovely, so and the rest is is there, I think. Uh, but Hendo or Milner, maybe Milner, but is he ready? Is he still injured? I don't know. Uh, but I remember last year they had had a match against us at home as well when they had to win. Mm. Uh, they didn't, <laughs> but I think they've learned. And I think you could see that on the nil-nil match we played against them. On the other hand, they didn't have De Bruyne, and they didn't, up till today, they didn't have uh, Silva and Aguero. They're both back, uh, or they're all three of them are back. Oh. Yeah, so uh, they're going to look it, better. Uh, Fernandinho played today um, yeah. as well. Yeah. So, uh, and he's been very I'm important for them. He so, has been. Yeah, and I think look, looking at them today, I think they look much, much better. But remember, now with us, they got the pressure. We can afford to lose. Not that I think we will. I think it's going to be a draw. But I, but if they haven't learned from last year, we could definitely get some uh, counter attacks on them. Uh, so it's going to be very, very interesting. But I'm really content with the draw against them, I must say. <laughs> Uh, so I, I suppose I'm I'm possibly being greedy then mm. because I want us to win, um, and I think uh, so. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put my optimistic pants on, and I'm gonna say we're gonna win. Okay. I wondered whether we were not playing Cater to potentially unleash him um, against mm. City. Uh, I do agree that I think Shakiri will drop out, and I think um, we would put we'd put another mid. Uh, so either Henderson or Cater was my view hmm. would come into midfield, um, and and I I don't I'm not seeing how you would necessarily change that front three because I think the press that it gives us and that and they are looking like they're really starting to click into form. Uh, um, Bobby was the one, if anybody, that I was worried in so far as he hadn't been scoring that regularly. But actually, you know, his his commitment, his work rate, his effort was was always there. But you know, his passing was a little bit off. Again, mm. you know, we we thought he'd had a long season and all the rest of it. It looks like he's getting his mojo back. So that's that's fantastic to see, and I'm really really pleased for that. Um, I don't. De Bruyne wasn't playing today. I don't know if that means he will be available for Thursday, or if he's still out. He's he will still be injured and unavailable um, for that game. But he he makes a massive difference. And the other one, obviously, is David Silva was back today. Right. So they are definitely going to have more of a full strength side. But they need to win more than we do um let's not forget though i mean for the first time i think pep kind of went a little bit away from his principles when he set the team up as he did to play us at anfield it was nil nil but they could easily have got those three points if it wasn't the missed penalty from mares mm. so you know maybe that was a bit of luck 
earlier in the season and we didn't realize you know we'll only know come the end of the season how big a miss that was for them Hmm. if we end up winning the title by one point or something that you know you could go that you know seeing that ball sky over the bar that was potentially (laughs) um that was the pivotal moment and we didn't realize at the time um but yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, one one would expect that they'll actually have an atmosphere at the Etihad on Thursday, because it's actually a game that means something. So yeah. it'll be interesting to. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a sellout. I mean, that that would be nice for them. If not, who? Well, what's gonna sell that stadium? It's ridiculous. I heard. I saw on the on Twitter that they're gonna start using drums because I think that will help their. Um, atmosphere i mean sorry first of all they have to show up <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's just some there's just some random twitter bloke who's a who's a city fan who apparently hates everybody else um <laughs> trying trying to get more followers i su- i suspect um i don't know that anybody's turning up with a drum <laughs> like <laughs> no. you say. um I, I don't i don't think that's um i don't i don't think we're too worried about whether I'm they turn scared. up with a drum no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think oh, one of the things that I thought yesterday, certainly in the first 15 minutes or so, is um, I thought that Iwobi actually gave um, Trent quite hard down the right and actually Maitland-Niles put quite a lot of pressure on Rod- Robertson down mm. the left. Um and I don't think either of them, I know, you know, in some people's eyes, Robertson was man of the match. Um, I, I didn't think either of them had their best games. But as, uh, you know, as we got better, um, we nullified, you know, we nullified the effect of them, as you know, the longer the game went on. But, you know, Sane coming at us, and I think you're going to see quite quite a lot of diagonal balls and various other things, the way they tried to cross, you know, sort of cross the pitch against us um, when we played them at Anfield. I think you're going to see more of that. Um, and I think there will be, not not an edge of desperate, I think there will be a need to Man City. And what, what I'm not sure is how it will manifest itself, whether that will make them sharper, hungrier, um, and make it more difficult for us or create more spaces for us um, mm. on our ability to transition from the counter-attack. So that's the bit I'm not 100%, but, but I, I believe we can and maybe will win that game. So, And then it's a question of counting down. It'll be like, oh, well, we've played 21 now and then it's 17 to go yeah i think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna gonna, um shorten my life over the next four (laughs) months um trying to get trying to get to the end of the season um but yeah i think there's uh uh, i think there's a well there's a 50 50 chance we'll win right definitely (laughs) there's only two teams (laughs) playing we've got to have a 50 50 chance uh um, <coughs> sorry, pardon me. Little bit of a little bit of a cough there. Um, so, <laughs> assuming we get past City, and what, whatever the result will be is is the result. But we've then got the we've then got the FA Cup. Um, yeah. 
And that's going to be a tough game away at Wolves. What sort of team do you expect um, Jurgen to put out for that, Randy? I'm not quite sure, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if him and the boys and everyone just says we want it all this year and just goes for it. Uh, but that is going to be a very difficult game. We know that. I think that's almost the most difficult game we've had so far. And we're going to meet them again. And they're probably really uh, going to like that uh, cup. Um, so um, I'm not sure. Um, I want the cup. So I wouldn't mind mm. it. I wouldn't mind going for it. The only thing is, because this, after this we're getting into, yeah, not until February, but we are getting into... Um, Champions League as well, and my biggest worry at the time, because I have to worry about something, I'm, I'm just built like that, <laughs> I do enjoy myself, I have to worry as well, so my only mm. worry is that we are going to get injuries, and if we are, because let's face it, in defence right now, we don't need another injury, so um, maybe uh, Klopp says, oh, we are strong enough to win we should win this game even without some of our strongest players in the spine. So I can't picture us without Virgil van Dijk, but I think maybe, maybe that would be, if any game to resting would be that one against Wolves. What do you think? Well, that was going to be my question to Molly. Would you, would you rest Virgil for that game? Possibly. I think, isn't Gomez back or due to be back very soon as well? Um, so I don't, I haven't seen how, I haven't seen how his recovery is going, but they said they reckon six weeks, didn't they? Mm, and he yeah. got injured in the Burnley game. So I I don't know if that's a bit early or not. I haven't been counting, yeah. if I'm honest. It's the seventh um, though, it's not that far away. I heard a rumour, maybe, I don't know where from, I can't remember, but some. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned it yesterday. Um, so that I don't know. Possibly, yeah. Um, I mean, if you were going good. to rest him, I think it would have to be then. Yeah. Because I don't think you can rest him in the league and I don't think you can rest him in the Champions League. Um, Wolves are... I think Wolves gave us possibly one of our biggest challenges this December. So, like Randy said, it's not going to be easy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know who you're just. I think in terms of kind of the midfield um, mm. and up front, I think we've got a lot of options there um, with players that are kind of maybe coming off the bench. Players that. And players that really want to prove themselves as well. Like we've seen really good stuff from Sturridge and Shakiri, and I think that could well continue. And maybe they're the players that will start during the Wolves game. Mm. But it's nice because I do feel like we've got options. And even resting uh, Klein, uh, mm. sorry, resting Robbo or Trent, because Klein is kind of seems to be coming in on either side. Um, maybe he could fill in the gap in the middle but maybe that he's not had enough game time for that yet But mm. so I think there's a lot of options there but I think you're right I think the big the big ask is Virgil but I possibly would rest him because I don't think there is any other game where you could no um, um, with, with Wolves 
Yeah, and with Wolves doing so well in the Premier League, I mean, I think they're, I don't know, seventh or eighth or something at the moment. I, do you think it's it's likely or possible that they might play a weakened side, that their focus is on getting to 40 points? Um, hmm, might be. Honestly, I don't think so. I think, because I think Wolves having such a good season so far, something like the FA Cup, Mm. They must look at that and think, look at how well we're doing. We could actually get this trophy. Yeah. Mm. Beating some of the top sides, this could be silverware. I think yeah. if I was at Wolves, I would be looking at that saying, obviously the league is important, but with the leagues, a funny one when you're kind of sitting kind of around that mid-table because there's, I'm trying to think of a really polite way of saying this. Oh. Uh, well, we've been there, so it's fine. <laughs> There's kind of no glory in it, is there? No. Like, unless you're fighting for fourth place, there's there's nothing really to be to be fighting for unless you're kind of those fourth, fifth spots. So if you're realistically looking at seventh or eighth, but you're beating some of the big teams or at least putting up a really good challenge for, for you know, the, the top teams, mm. then if I was at Wolves, I would be looking at that FA Cup and saying, well, we can beat these. Yeah. We can win this. This is this is silver war we could have. So I I don't think Wolves will put up a week inside. Mm. Okay, so so on that basis that there there are limited um, opportunities, but it, it's not this season then that we're getting the winter break, is it? It's next season that they're bringing it in because they were talking about bringing in a winter break as from. Uh, well, I think it must be next January. Yeah, it doesn't look like it is this year because it should be in January, wasn't it? Yeah. And this January yeah, is full so of it matches. Must be, so. It must be 2020 then or something. <clears throat> I think in the lead up, in lead up to Qatar 2022 or whatever it is. Um, but the 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 question in my mind was um so as well as resting is because clearly um you know within 48 hours the transfer window opens mm-hmm. um there's been some alleged quotes from a interview i think that um moreno did sort of saying he's not very happy in terms of you know the lack of playing time or whatever which actually i get uh, do do you think Mourinho will go in the January transfer window? Um, and if so, um, would we be expecting a replacement to come in? Uh, and is there anybody else you think might go on loan? Um, we talked in sort of broad terms about it, I think, on the last pod, but it's becoming it's more in stark relief now. Um so do do we genuinely think there's any um, outs? I don't, I, you know, I couldn't even hazard a guess at ins because, you know, Klopp keeps saying, well, only if we get injuries might I consider somebody. So I don't know really if he's, if he's looking at anybody. Um, but, uh, oh, and, and, and on, in, Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. it looks it looks like Solanke may be going to Crystal Palace on loan. So, assuming that that's potentially a given, do we do we think that there's like we likely to see any more movement in the squad? Uh, um, 
no, 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 Randy, let's start with you. Uh, well, I think it's good if Solanke goes out on loan because he needs to play and he's hardly had the chance at all. So, Origi uh, as well. I mean, he should play. Uh, but at the same time, we do need somebody to be a backup. We got Sturridge, and if we got Sturridge and Origi, I'm fine. I think it's lovely so mm. I can get out and play. And he is going to get playtime on um, in Palace, so that would be a good thing. Uh, I don't know about um, Moreno. He, I mean, supposedly said he's not happy. On all the pictures, he's smiling his fucking head off. He is the glue in that team, especially in in between the Brazilian guys. You know, he he, he looks like he's doing a brilliant job, and and Klopp says he is doing a brilliant job on the training field. He doesn't mm. show it. So I would keep him until the summer. And when he goes, we need a new one. And I wouldn't mind, uh, what's the fella in um, in Fulham? What's the left back called? Sinyon. Yeah, let's have him then. Because uh, we need somebody that it could be on the same level as Robertson. And at the moment, we haven't got that. And I also think Klein is going to go, but he's going to stay until the season is over, I think. So we definitely need him. Um, so I don't know, not a lot except from that, I think. It's been all this talk about Pulisic from uh, Dortmund, but I don't think that's going to happen in January either. So, Well, um, there's, there's rumours that, that Chelsea have come in with a bid for him. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that's true or not. It sounds fairly uh, strong rumours that they've I'm in with a bid. I don't know how interested he is or isn't in potentially no. going to Chelsea. Um, I mean, I know that Klopp has been a long-time admirer of him. Um, I, I, and he's American, remember that? We've got American yes, owners. Yes. He's yes. going to sell tons. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my, my view would be if we'd go in for him and if we did get him, I'm not sure how much we'd see of him this season, if I'm honest. No, I th- not this I think season. he'd do the same thing with him that he did with, you know, Robertson and Fabino and Cater, which mm. is that he has to he has to get used to the now, you know, having potentially um, you know, been used to the Dortmund way and they do they do play still play in a style that Klopp introduced, you might argue that he's got a bit of a head start, but you know that's assuming that he doesn't, he's not interested in uh, going to Chelsea, and we are interested in signing. Mm. But he in, has not so. had a good season. He hasn't, so I don't know. No, um, I don't know. Do you think there'll be any outs, Molly, in January? I don't think there'll be any permanent outs. I think there might be the odd loan, which we've kind of already mentioned. Um. Mm. The rumours don't seem to be kind of flying in as they normally are, so I don't really think there'll be anybody coming in, which is why I don't think there's anybody permanently going out. Um, okay. And I found the Moreno article a little bit clickbaity because I don't think the headlines and the tag kind of taglines people were taking from it was really reflective of what he was actually saying, which didn't seem to reflect an unhappiness at Klopp or being at Liverpool, but more that he wants 
playing time, which I think is completely fair enough. And what yeah. he seemed to be saying was that the reason he's not getting in the team was because other people were playing so well and it wasn't a bitterness, it was a almost a challenge maybe. Hmm. Okay, well, I, I and you know what, there's a lot of clickbait out there. So if I've done him a disservice by actually not clicking on the bait, <laughs> then, you know, I'll hold my hands up and, and apologise to Albie. Um, I do, I do feel for him to to an extent because prior to him getting injured in that game in the last December, he was probably having his best spell for us. Um, and then Robertson came in, and by the time he recovered from his injury, Robertson was flying, um, and he never really got back into the team. So, so I do have, you know, I do have a fair amount of. of sympathy for him um it's actually i'm really pleased to see klein back you know he's had a really kind of shitty time of it over the last 12 to 18 months so it's just good to see him back on the field uh, you know he's a solid he's a solid backup the mm. fact is you know at the point in his career i don't know if that's what he wants um and therefore i wouldn't be surprised to see him um go i'm not necessarily in january again i just think we need the cover i think it's too an important time of the season for us now in terms of where we are and fighting on multiple fronts but yeah i could see him going at the end of the season and i you know and i would wish him well but i would want a quality uh, replacement to come in and to challenge trent um because you know he's a great young talent but he also he needs to be challenged mm. um, as well in terms of consistently improving. So, uh, so from a January perspective, you know, taking into account that we think that Solanke to Crystal Palace is pretty much a done deal, um, I think you might see. Um, I think you might see an odd couple. We obviously Woodburn went off on loan. That didn't work out. He came back. Mm. Um, Maybe he might go out somewhere for the second half of the season. Some of some of the young, you know, under twenty three side might go out. Um, if Gomez comes back in and he's firing on all cylinders, I mean, Matip seems a bit more fragile than that. So I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if we came in. You know, we we signed somebody else def- as more defensive cover, um, but. But yeah, the the bit that's interesting for me is that there are literally no rumours. Um, no. So everybody, everybody will try and link a player to Liverpool, but <coughs> there are no rumours, which makes me think maybe there's something going on. <laughs> you know, bizarrely, <laughs> the fact that nobody's talking maybe thinks maybe we're doing a deal somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think the next the next few weeks are going to be interesting on a on a number of levels. Um, so, so I, you know, we we've come to we've come to a point, you know, both in this pod and in the season, where I'm not sure what else there is to say other than just well done and 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 keep it up because I I certainly at the start of this season did not anticipate us being where we are. Um, you win nothing in December, and we know that, um, but we have 
given ourselves a fantastic platform to potentially give it a real good go in the second half of the season. The first big test is on the 3rd of January and we will know a lot more after the end of that game. But um, I would just like to give you the opportunity if there's anything you want to uh, say or plug or anything before we uh, draw this final Live Birds pod of 2018 to a close. So, uh, Molly, anything you'd like to uh, plug or share or say uh, before we make our collective goodbyes? I just think at this stage it's really important. I know like you don't want to get ahead of yourselves, but I think it is, it's so important to just really enjoy what's happening at the moment, um, which I think for the most part is happening. Um, there's not, and I mean, probably because there's nothing to criticise, but there just doesn't really seem to be anything uh, kind of being banded about at the minute, any kind of criticism, especially of players like Henderson or Lovren. It, you know, it, it's, mm. quite, it's just really enjoyable at the moment. Um, that's it really I think <laughs> I think I've said everything <laughs> when, and when do you head back overseas? Friday Friday, okay yeah. so the day after City yeah and I'll be in London <laughs> for that game as well <laughs> oh, oh wow you watch oh, it in a yeah. pub yeah I'll have to um, I'll have to find somewhere I'm sure I will find somewhere to watch it um, I don't know which part of London you're in. Apparently, there's a pub called the Three Kings in West Kensington or something, which mm. is a a, a, a big um, place for Liverpool fans to go and watch it. Apparently, I'm in South Kensington, so maybe yeah. I'll have a little. Oh, I'll, uh, cool. I'll look that up. Thank you very much. Look that up and see <laughs> see whether that might fit into your schedule. Um, Randy. <laughs> I'll just like to echo uh, Molly, actually, because this is a time to enjoy as a Liverpool fan. And not in a cocky way, but just in a way that we actually appreciate what's going on. And it really looks like it, when I watch the matches on telly, it looks like it is a ball to be at the stadium. It looks like Anfield is bouncing. And, And all the new songs as well, it's like... You can hear them ringing the week after you saw the first little Snapchat uh, of a song being made. And you can hear it ringing in Anfield. And it's so nice. I love the song for Virgil, <laughs> the last one now. And it's just keep it's it going, fab. keep it coming. Yeah. Yeah. And we started, we started singing the Bobby for me, whoa, Bobby for me. Be no one now more regularly that I still I still get slightly caught on the middle set of words but I'm getting there <laughs> so, <laughs> but it oh it's it's, it's great it's great to hear it's great to hear the things but I think the next one was we need a we need a song for Shakira I suspect oh um, yeah so somebody's got to do something with Shakira and hips don't <laughs> lie it's got somebody <laughs> somewhere has got to make that work um <laughs> But yeah, it's it is a we are on one hell of a ride. That you know there are there are no guarantees. Um, I you know I hope to God that we do end up in a position in on the twelfth of May or whatever it is that there's going to be the biggest party you've ever seen in Liverpool. But the main thing is that we're part of the conversation. And right now we're part of the conversation and that's 
all we can ask for. I am singing Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> top of the league. <laughs> top of the league, because that is factually correct. I am not yeah. singing anything else that says, now you're going to believe us or whatever it might be. <laughs> it's too early for that. But exactly. I, I, I will happily carry on singing that for, uh, for the foreseeable future, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. um, so thank you both for coming on to the last pod of 2018 and being part of my regular live bird contributors it's been brilliant fun thank you everybody for listening and indulging us over the last 12 months i think 2019 is going to be an amazing time and we will talk to you very soon so thanks for listening once again happy new year to our listeners wherever you may be and we'll talk to you all again in 2019